Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nickish. You got your boy Mo here. It is March 24, 2022. And before I bring my co hosts, I, I just want to take a moment and say a few quick words if that's all right with you guys. Um, if you're listening to this episode right now, that means that our latest posts on Instagram and Twitter are up. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it right now because it's absolutely insane what we have going on right now. And it's, it's a humbling experience. And just wanted to, you know, Thank everyone who's been backing us up for the past couple of months since we started this pivot towards apparel and just a podcast that's been going on for three and a half years. So some quick shout outs, shout out to to my partner, Nafi. We've been doing this for, you know, we our first episode was November 2018, but we started recording just about four years ago around this time, spring of that year. Shout out to Faiz, man. You coming in was a spark for us and you you changed it up you changed up the podcast game for Nickish and we're so we're so happy to have you on our show. Uh want to shout out to all the models who's been killing all these photo shoots. I want to shout out to the photographer Yusuf, my boy who I grew up with who's taking all these pictures. Everyone in these photo shoots, everyone on this podcast, everyone on this brand involved with it, all born and bred from Queens, New York. And the fact that we're at this point right now where we got actual Nick's people you know appreciating and liking our brand and and just you know you know liking what they're seeing it, it means the world and i'm i'm so That's... happy and it's it's amazing it's extremely humbling i just want to show you know extreme gratitude to everyone listening right now who's been supporting us since since day one since day whenever it doesn't even matter I, i'm day zero day zero i like just it's incredible man uh but yeah let me let me bring in my my, my partner here first from from day one nafi what's going on man I don't know, man. Did something happen? Is a uh, some something occurred? I don't know. I mean, what's all the kerfuffle? What's all the uh, pageantry? But no, I'm kidding. Obviously, we know what happened. Uh, much shout out, big shout out to uh, Alan Hahn. Um, personally, been reading that dude since way back. When I was in high school. I'm very old now, so you could probably tell the timeline there. Back when he was at Newsday. So just the fact that uh, you know, he's willing to rock with Nickish means the world. And yeah, man, it's uh, it's very very dope. You know what I mean? Yep. And Faiz. How you feeling right now? What's going on? What's going through your head right now? Man, I, I'm I'm just bouncing off your energy, guys. Like it's 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 been a a pleasure just to talk to you guys, talk with you guys about the Knicks. But you know, seeing seeing all your guys' hard work, the culmination of your hard work from all this, all, all the time that you guys have put in into this, and seeing it come to fruition, it's it's a surreal moment. It's so nice, and honestly, to be with you guys on through this journey, it, it's it's amazing. And like Mo said, man, shout out to all the Nickish fans, shout out, shout out to all the the Nickish family, as I should say, that have been yes, so sir. supportive through this, and you know. Check out that last IG post, and you could tell why you could literally, you could see our grins through, through, through the sound through the, right through now. Through the audio, <laughs> through the audio right now. Like Mo has not stopped smiling since I've seen him today, and yeah. and I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Shout out the MSG crew. Shout out Nick's Nation, the Nick's family, and shout out Nick Ish. Yes, sir. Shout out Queens above all. You know what I mean? Got to always rep the hometown. It's crazy, bro. I mean. <laughs> 
Surreal. That's one way to describe it. I just think that's the word we chose, Queens, right? Man. Just some kids from Queens making this happen. Like, yeah. Yes, sir. And all we can say right now before we dig into the podcast, Nick is just here. And we not going nowhere. Yes, sir. I, yes, I sir. got one thing to say. Make sure you get a hoodie because they, they going out. They, mm-hmm. they going yes, out. Price went up. Not, not actually. We, we still keep the same price, but you yeah, know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And like. The fact that Nickish isn't just a podcast anymore. That's that's not what Nickish is anymore. But podcast is a main component for what Nickish is. But Nickish, if you haven't realized it yet, it's it's what you don, it's what you show, and it's it's a way for you to show that you are a diehard Knicks fan. If you want to show your support for the Knicks, you wear Nickish. That's it. That's that's what it yeah. is. We, the diehard fans who go crazy for this team that loses year in year out, the fact that we have this in our blood right now, and there's so many of us. We are Nickish, and Nickish is, is us, man. That's, yes, that's, sir. that's, that's what the, it is. That's the tagline right there. You go to our site, you see it in plain black and white with the, on an orange background. It's when you're more than a Knicks fan. It, we needed to find a term that describes somebody that's like so diehard where the Knicks are their essence. We said Nickish. And we here. Like I said, we're not going nowhere. So much gratitude, props to everybody that's been supporting us. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, y'all, y'all want to get into talking about hoop? <laughs> I mean, yo, talking about to, some basketball. To, to most point, I was at that Atlanta Atlanta Hawks game at MSG, and yo, I seen some people show out with their Knickers hoodies. I seen the post of someone in Charlotte, not even in New York, man, mm-hmm. in Charlotte with the Knickers hoodies. Like that's that's what you, you love to see it. You love to see it. It's insane. It's shit sick. crazy, bro. It's. <laughs> it's I haven't awesome. stopped shaking my head all day. <laughs> to be completely transparent with our audience. <laughs> yeah. So, so Faiz, let's let's get into it then. You're at that Hawks game. What was the energy like? Especially that la- those last couple of minutes in the fourth quarter. What was the vibe like, man? Listen, you would never be able to tell that that was a game between a team in the play-in in the 10th seed and a team in, looking outside in in the 11th seed. You could have convinced me that was a playoff atmosphere game. I went to the Portland Trailblazers game last week, and it does not compare. It does not compare both ways. And, yo, shout out to shout out to Madison Square Garden. Shout out to the Knicks for doing that HBCU night, historical black colleges mm-hmm. and universities. You saw a lot of a lot of black folks in the house that, that were really excited to be represented by such a big entity. And, man, that game in general, you know, obviously the Knicks didn't have a lot to really benefit out of that game. But it, it was just good for a, a good moment for basketball. It's like why everyone says the Garden is the Garden. Trey Young had another villainous night with the 45 points. And, you know, it, it, it's a, it, you know as much as Knicks fans hate to see it, it's great for the sport. It's great for NBA to see this rivalry brewing we're, we're, to the point where 10-seed and 11-seed teams are, are legit fighting over this. It's, it's awesome. Facts. Kind of got tired of, like, watching the broadcast and then trying to shove that villain narrative down our throat, though. It was dope last year when it was, like, actually organic, you know what I mean? Just because, like, us Knicks fans, you know how we do. We got the passion. So, like, just because Trey Young was the best player on the opposing team in our first playoff series in, like, eight years, of course we was going to, you know, channel that energy. And it ended up with a pretty uh, vulgar uh, chant. But, uh, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not trying to censor ourselves here. So I'm going to just say flat out when we're going to the Hawks game, just, you know, Fuck Trey Young. You know what I mean, I hope I think we're all in agreement. I think Knicks Nation is in agreement. Yep. He a bird. Yep. He a bird. Yes, sir. I mean, well, what was up with this dude, bro? Like, uh, just 
just let go. Uh, embrace Rogaine, or Bro, you know what I mean? They like lost, they lost to the Pistons the next night. He barely cracked like twenty points. Because we was the their championship, bro. We he, was their NBA Finals. He's coming to the garden, dropping forty five, man. Like, ah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, f- fuck Trey Young, right? Shout out to <laughs> R.J. Barrett, though. Star J. Yes, this sir. guy is a number yes. one guy on our team, dropping yet another thirty point game. That's that Hawks game. That was what his ninth. Ninth, ninth, thirty-point game this season. Ninth or tenth, something like that. I believe so. He dropped a, he I dropped mean, another thirty burger last night. I think it was eleventh, like eleven total. Shit. I think he's literally league, leading the league in like thirty-point games from twenty-one and year old and younger players. That's that's, that's RJ. That's our player, bro. Homegrown Ooh. draft pick, bro. Ooh. Star break, J Barrett. Shout out to Sean at TKW for coining that. By the way, gotta always give credit. Charlie Ward curse, man. Finally. Oh, it's getting broken. Yeah, yeah you guys. I mean, you guys saw that Mark Berman uh, piece? Obviously, you guys saw that Mark Berman piece, right? <laughs> you guys saw the headlines. He's uh, he is. You know what? I have a I have some respect for him for taking on that role. He is the ultimate troll. He is he is filling in that heel role, <laughs> and I, I think every kind of sports organization needs that heel. And I think he's doing an admirable job. Fuck him though for for putting it out there. But like, I kind of have that respect for him to keep it keep it going for so many years. I'm offended you even associated respect with Mark Ber- Mark Berman, <laughs> that troll, that literally embodiment, that that fucking hairless walrus, or I mean walrus are already hairless, whatever. He's a al- he albino hairless? walrus. You say, you say he's hairless? Yeah. I said a hairless walrus. You know what I mean? You know walrus, the work. fucking sea otter, big ass. You know what I mean? Whatever. He's an albino walrus. He's a fuck him. First of all, and I'm not even. I'm gonna be the the more you you went with the good cop route. I'm gonna go with the bad cop route. Like first of all, that piece was trash. His latest kind of heel turn on RJ makes no sense, but also makes sense at the same time where, as you said, he embraces the troll because what paper does he work for? The New York Post, which is a cum rag of a newspaper anyway. So, you know, he's just doing whatever the edict is with the people that, like, are employed by, you know, New York Post, which is to stir up bullshit drama and, like, get the fans going. And, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't read that piece. I saw the tweets and, um, you know, fuck them. <laughs> uh, there's nothing more that need to be said for that. Faiz, you got an exclamation point for Mr. Mark Berman? <laughs> I'm or saying, I'm saying, yo, if you've been rocking with the Knicks for a while, you remember Frank Isola? Yeah. I never thought I could hate someone more than Frank Isola. And Mark Berman takes the cake and runs away with it, man. Like, I-, I get most points to like, yo, yeah, he's playing the heel, but yo, he's really digging his heel into it. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the 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 Charlotte game where RJ had the second 30, yeah. 30 uh, point game mm-hmm. he comes out and says it was due to Jericho Sims Obi Top he named Hodge every Wilson. player just not RJ Barrett B- besides the guy who had thirty mm-hmm. points mm, like and, uh, uh, and uh, again on one of the most like uh, on a really good efficient night I would say from RJ he he looked really great out there like it doesn't look as clunky as he did before so I don't really I don't really like the Mark Berman agenda and like yo he's got Stefan Bondi even looking like a sane man like how do you get <laughs> these other other reporters to look good like Knicks beat reporters do better and you know what I'm gonna take a moment to shout out the other Knicks reporters who are doing a phenomenal job at what they do like Tommy Beer like Fred Katz like Jonathan yes, Macri and like Ian yo, Bagley you guys yeah, Ian, uh, Ian Bagley's the man, and yeah, like Tommy Beer's out coming out coming out with those Tommy Beer stats. You know, he is the the, the, the most thirty point games by a, a player twenty one or younger this season. Mm-hmm. RJ leading with eleven. The next guy is Lamelo Ball with eight, and then Anthony Edward with seven, and your guy's hero Tyler Hero with four. Man. Not my hero. Some, yeah. I don't know who you talking to, bro. <laughs> who you talking to? <laughs> nah, nah, you know, you, you 
know these. You know how these people be, man. They they pin a hero against RJ now. Like, let me see hero put up a defensive game like RJ while also scoring thirty points a game, man. Like this, right. this, this, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. Exactly. So what's the response exactly. now, right? So let's let's address his main point because his Mark Burns' main point was that he used he used stats about efficiency for RJ Barrett, right? So obviously. Obviously, I know how we feel, but let's let's put it out there for record keeping on how we feel about Mark's, you know, quote unquote, unbiased, you know, stat no, padded I'll, article. I'm gonna just cut you off right there. It's just disingenuous trolling, bro. Because like anybody that knows the fucking basketball will see that RJ is a 21 year old, literally in the first time in his career since he's been with the Knicks, taking over as a number one scoring option, or just like he's literally the pseudo point guard right now. So at this stage. Efficiency is like something that comes later in the development. That's when you're more so looking at whatever player. It could be RJ. It could be, you know, the the the, the scrub we mentioned. What's his name? The dude that uh, the other white rapper made a song about. Hero. There you go. You know what I mean? It's about like efficiency comes when they're in their prime. That's like the last stage of a development, especially for perimeter oriented players. So what RJ is doing right now, the numbers, the raw numbers he's putting up with the load that's on him when he doesn't really have anybody else to lean on as far as like a scoring option. It's disingenuous, and the fact is, Berman knows this, but he's just gonna go for the most basic talking point to put it out there into the into the Twitter sphere, into the fucking into the community or whatever, and piss us off. Like exactly what we're doing right now is what he wants. But I'm a I'm a you know kind of go with the whole idea of boycotting him. It's not even a boycott because I never read his shit anyway. So at this stage, he's a cockroach that won't die. Like you know what I mean? Like cockroaches live through nuclear wars, nuclear winters. That man probably been through at least three nuclear winters. I mean, I don't know how he survives. <laughs> He might be an oversized roach. I don't know. You know what I mean? But that's my take on it. If I use, <laughs> I'm going to hand it back off to you. you want, let me throw that alley-oop. You got any more slander? I, I, I love Nafi's energy today because he he's, he's been on point bullseye with everything, man. Fuck Mark Berman. You could, like, what I liked what Nafi said the most is disingenuous because you can, you can cherry pick stats whatever you want to fit any narrative you want. But if you're actually watching the games, if you actually care about basketball, you will see the, the pro- progression of RJ's game. First of all, from year one up to year three. Second mm. of all, within the season itself, where he's scoring in a, in, a, in a various amount of ways. Like, he's changing up his game to adjust to Julius Randle being a fool and, you know, taking more shots in the paint, looking much more efficient around there. And, yeah, he's going to have a lot of missed shots, but you're not accounting for the missed shots that come from drawing the fouls. He's mm. he's he's get, he's getting all the free throw attempts and you take a look at last night's game, 30 points. He only shot he shot 7 for 8 from the free throw. He's improving there and the points 3 for 7 from from uh, three-point land. So I'd say about 14 of his points came from the paint. So he's scoring from everywhere right now. And that's that's what you want in a superstar. That's what you're mm. looking for from your star player on your team. And I know a lot of us were saying earlier in the year that maybe RJ is a second option uh, behind other players. But why, why can't he be a first option if he's scoring in all these ways? Because in this day and age, you want a player who can <clears throat> who can shoot the three, who can make the right passes and get into the paint. Mm. What what is an RJ doing? He's also also one of the better defenders in the league for his age as well. So what's with the RJ slander? Now, if you want to argue, like maybe we should consider like the payment of him. I still think that's dumb too. Like this guy is a max player. How are you trying to put that against him right now? Like, right. It's like I want to touch on that too because Berman that was his overarching point. Exactly. Like exactly. He, I think the fucking headline was just like, no, we should you know put put put, put the brakes on the like giving exactly. I was no. like. 
the fuck you? It's the rookie Mac extension, bro. We just saw Michael Porter Jr. He probably only played like half a dozen games and probably has like uh, sciatica problems with his fucking back or whatever the fuck. He got paid the fucking max. Jamal Murray got the max. You know what I mean? Like Brandon Ingram got the max. And check his numbers before his breakout season in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like it Nafi's doesn't make any point, sense and it's disingenuous. You know to Nafi's what I mean? point, you know, we're talking about players like Brandon Ingram, Michael Porter Jr. who have missed so many games. I think RJ missed one game Knock last year. Knock on wood. I think, Knock I on wood. think this Knock year RJ only missed a few games because of Tibbs' blunder and COVID. So RJ is, is shown to be even like, you know, like a marathon man as well, playing mo- most of the games in the year. So Not a- just that. He, he's, he was one of the leading uh, leaders in minutes last season with Randall. Mm. He was up there. Availability is the best ability. Exactly. And that's a whole so, other reason that he should be getting paid because we have a player consistently showing out for us every single night. And I'm ready to break this Charlie Word curse with a bang. I'm trying to mm-hmm. see RJ get paid, man. Like, yeah, and he doesn't. He absolutely does not strike me as a guy who's going to get lazy after he gets paid. Because if you add in those contingencies, you know, being an all-star, you'll, you'll get this bonus. You, you, you're you all-NBA, you'll get this bonus. RJ Barrett is that guy to push himself to get to whatever he needs to get to. If there's anything that we learn about this kid, it's exactly that. He's going to put in the work to get to where he wants to be and needs to be. So Exactly. The proof is in the pudding. Exactly. You're seeing that upward trajectory after three fucking years with that first year being with David Fisdale, which in itself is a fucking like, you know, issue. That was an obstacle he had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Then his second season was cut short by fucking COVID. You know what I mean? So pardon the vulgarity, but I'm 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 just tired of just like RJ, if he was like playing in Bumblefuck, I don't know, fucking Indiana, whatever the fuck, and he he was putting up these numbers as a young player, people would be like wouldn't get off get off his shit. You know what I mean? Like they would be on his nuts. But since he got New York across the chest and he's a third overall pick and he plays in like the biggest media market ever, there's going to be like that disingenuous scrutiny towards him because people don't fuck with Knicks fans. You saw it last year when we was actually had a good season. All these people that like spent years, years with their corny, tired, old, old, overdone Knicks jokes, they was getting offended that Knicks fans were coming back at him. Like what the fuck he was th- think he was going to happen, bro? You know what I mean? But regardless, done with the negativity. Mad props to RJ. Three 30-point games in the last five. You know what I mean? That young boy is 21 years old. He's, you know, like, I think the, you know what I mean? Like, his ceiling is, we don't we can't say what his ceiling is. I feel like it's it's silly to put a definitive ceiling on him. And as Knicks fans, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Because from day one, as soon as he put on that Knicks hat, and he said, yo, I'm a Nick, I was in love with the kid. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Like, uh, this team is RJ's, and I love the fact that in the last two days, uh, because, um, you know, our, our max contract uh, toddler was, you know, he had a little kerfuffle. He had to, I mean, he had to he sit his ass down with a phantom quad entry. I think it was just hurt feelings, whatever. Whatever. These last two games, we saw the template around what a team built around RJ would look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's beautiful because you even see, it, like, this last point is just like even just the leadership, bro. He fa- RJ falls down. Every young player on the fucking team rushes to him to pick him up. You know what I mean? He's over there getting the young players together in huddles, you know what I mean, telling them what to do. RJ is a killer, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that's stopping him is just time. We need to give patience. But from what we've seen so far over three years, I'm excited to see what he looks like when he's 25, when he's literally, like, you know what I mean, in Megatron mode, when he's, like, in his final form, you know what I mean? Like, I'm excited, bro. To your point about the comparison between RJ and Randall, uh, we could sing praises all day about RJ on the court let's talk a little bit about him off the court where mm. he's showing the, the the qualities of a true leader right after the charlotte game uh talking to worldwide west talking to ob talking to taj you see the post-game conference hyping up ob another player that's with him and you know 
Randall has not shown that attitude as a leader for the team. And besides even with that, with the fans, with everything, RJ has been a model for, for, for Knicks fans. And not just amongst Knicks fans. You see him going to Donovan Mitchell after the loss, talking to him. And on the other end, you see Randall arguing with Gobert, arguing with the refs and whatnot. RJ has shown to represent the New York brand in such a beautiful way. And like you said, he wears the New York on his chest with pride. His family mm. being from uh, going to St. John's, I believe his mom and dad met at St. John's. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding, like you've said earlier. You can see the hard work his father and everyone has put in. And I know, like, people don't like talking about that type of stuff when we're talking about basketball. But, like, he comes from a, a lineage of athletes and he comes from a, a, a team that people should be proud of he's a hard work exactly yeah. i'm excited to see what he what he could do with this max contract because he's getting that shit now on on that knicks game the final score was 117 111 the hawks won eight different lead changes six times they, they were tied it was a close game the knicks had a great third quarter but the fourth quarter trey young came out Fies, do you did you do you feel like there was anything that tips could have done with the rotation to maybe get the knicks to w in this game or do you think he he played a good game as a coach i mean uh, I don't really think he coached a really great game because, like, he's he, him coaching isn't any different from the hobo outside of Penn Station coaching because he's just <laughs> going with with the best players on the court and just leaving them on at, or going with the veterans. Like, playing Todd Gibson at the end of the game, like, yeah, I get it. Mitch isn't in. You can't really play Sims. But, like, I don't know. What about Obi? Let's give Obi some burn because at the end of the day, if we're losing the game no matter what, I'd rather lose it riding with with someone we drafted our lottery pick from the first round and I, I, I have this theory I know you guys mentioned Tibbs so I'm, I'm gonna really quickly go over it it's the it's the coaching branch that Tibbs comes from he comes from Doc Rivers coaching branch and we've seen what Doc Rivers has done multiple times in playoffs where he just rides his stars until they can't do anything anymore and the best example of that is the Clippers look at the Clippers while they had Doc blowing leads doing horrible and look at the Clippers now with Ty Lue they don't have uh, Paul George or Kawhi and they're still making ends meet with the other players and that's why I'm I'm done with Tibbs I'm frustrated at with Tibbs because he's not pushing the right buttons to make this team go another example of that is the Charlotte game he finally mm. plays Obi and he puts a Randall-esque stat line how come it took two years for us to finally see that from Obi when he was the player of the year at Dayton man that was his first I, game I like that was his right first now, game playing more than 28 game. minutes in his career I mean, yo, That's bro, crazy. Like, what a shocking turn of events. He produces when he gets minutes, and he doesn't like when he doesn't get pulled after one little fucking mistake. He, you know, I mean, he shows out. Like, I don't know. I mean, and the fact that like Tibbs, you know, just was always hesitant to do this. It kind of goes to the whole idea of like him preaching, you know, like accountability and like you need to earn your minutes. We we all know what it is. Every Knicks fan that's been following this year knows what it is. It's it's all him talking out both sides of his mouth. Because at the same time, he's let Randall run amok for. This whole season, you know what I mean? And now we're finally seeing what we should have been seeing. Like, these young kids, when people say, like, oh, playing the young kids is tanking or going towards development. Nah, playing these young kids actually puts us in a position to play better basketball. And it's better not only in the short term, because they're outplaying veterans, you know what I mean? But also long term, because we're seeing how these pieces fit now. You know what I mean? Like, Deuce McBride had three threes last night. You know what I mean? Like, it's I mean, it, it's beautiful up and down just seeing these young, the young kids. the players. You see Fournier playing better with Obi Toppin than he did with Randall. Mm, exactly. Makes, he, you know, he just broke the record and stuff. Shout, Shout out Fournier. Out. But he's averaging more assists now playing with these other young guys. The ball isn't stopping as much. And honestly, it's crazy to say, but even in Tibbs' system of read and react, 
we're playing better without Randall because the ball isn't stopping as as, as much. And you, you see moves like Obi setting a screen for, for Fournier versus Randall setting a screen for Fournier. There's so many more different outcomes coming out of it that leads to scoring. And yeah, I mean, to, to, to wrap up Mo's question about Tibbs and, and the game, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, uh, the, the Hawks have a player like Trey Young. We don't have that. But at the same time, we're not pushing the right buttons on our team to get the most out of the players that we do have on mm-hmm. our team. Yeah, exactly. Now, on to, on to last night's game. That was one of my favorite games I've seen the Knicks play this season. Easily. It was it was beautiful, Easily. and it, it gives you kind of an idea of what the Knicks should have been this season rather than a slow pace ISO kind of style game with Randall. There were – how many assists were there? There were 30 assists in this game. And nonstop mm. three pointers. They made. They took. Uh, they took forty five threes. <laughs> they took forty five threes. That's what I was they about to say, 20. bro. I was like that whole first quarter, bro. Yeah. Like I feel like if Daryl Morey was watching that game, that man had his pants off. And <laughs> that that analytic nerd. It was just dunks and uh, threes. There were like, there were nine Knicks players that played. Only two of them did not score in double figures, and one of them was Deuce, who scored nine points. So that could have easily been every player last night, minus QG Quinn Grimes, not scoring in double figures. That's crazy. That's. And the fact, like, the ball moving side to side, everyone everyone playing for each other. And then you got RJ being the lead guy in the fourth quarter, re- really putting in that exclamation point. And 7-8 free throws, 3-7, like Faiz mentioned earlier, just just a great game overall, man. And Obi Toppin played in that fourth quarter. Exclamation point when we talk about RJ, but Obi had two dunks in that in those final mm. couple of minutes. So I, I love what I saw. Nafi, what was your favorite moment in that game last night? Favorite moment? I, the moment, I guess, would be like when the final buzzer sounded and you saw like the compilation of all the stats will be racked up. Because to a point I made in the previous episode in terms of like the distinct style of play that Obi versus Julius, people might have thought I was blasphemous saying like Obi got kind of that Spurs in like San Antonio Spurs ness to him. But what I mean by that is he does the radical thing of like if he's not open, he'll fucking pass the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or try to make a move to get open as opposed to like, all right, let me slow down. Let me read it the terrain. It feels radical because we have Randall on our team. Now. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, supposed to be played. It's like. almost night and day. And, like, people that, like, I get it. He's a young player and he definitely has flaws. But people that were saying, like, oh, he's a bum or, like, there's really no skills to Obi's game. How could you definitively make that statement in the small sample size we had for the last two years? You know what I mean? Now we're seeing him get the moments. And you know what? Let him make mistakes because he's going to... His motor is crazy, and in, in a league where it's like the top 1% of athletes over the entire fucking world, he's out there, when he runs, it's like a fucking cheetah, bro. He's outpacing actual professional athletes all the time. He's, it's a free, he's a freak in nature, and we're seeing him slowly showing the skills he's worked on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's my biggest kind of like, uh, well, I don't even remember your question, Nila. I mean, Mo. But <laughs> it was just... Your favorite moment. Great you game. Got it. Great yeah, game. the compilation of OB stats. Yeah, fair, yeah, exactly. There you go. Favorite moment was I like, looking at the box score after the final buzzer sounded, and I saw OB stat line. I was like, "All right, okay, this is the number eight overall pick." Okay, who knew? <laughs> well, you Faiz, favorite favorite moment. I mean, like you said, it was awesome. After after the game, you see uh, uh, you see the NBA tw- Twitter put out a post that you know Knicks win, and they used OB's picture and his stat line because mm. you know OB's shining. But they didn't even shout out RJ's thirty points because it's so frequent. It's happening so much now that you don't even gotta be like, yeah, RJ had a thirty piece. Like we don't even gotta celebrate that. We can celebrate OB's stat line. Um, if you look at that box score, man. Everyone besides Ryan, uh, I, I, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't want to butcher him. Everyone a had a, a plus, a plus on the plus minus. And I know, you know, you don't want to use the plus minus every single night, but 
handles in the game, everyone has a minus plus minus. Obi's in this game, and we're seeing everyone plus 10, plus 19, plus 15, plus 17. It's awesome, and you know, I, I know a, a lot of the skeptics are going to say we're not going to have a game like last night again often where we're shooting 51% from field goals, 44% from three, but the thing is, when you see the ball moving, maybe we're not going to see such high numbers, but we're going to see much better numbers in general, and you know, I know there's still a lot to be left, a lot to be desired from defense in terms of Sims and Obi playing, but I still like the the way we're going. I like the direction we're moving in with this team, man. Yeah. You know, I'll say one thing for you guys. I know you guys uh, were, were really adamant about signing Mitch. You look at last night and you could tell why. I feel like if Mitch was there defensively, we could have done an even better job. And that comes mm. from, you know, Sims still adjusting to the NBA and NBA offenses. But, you know, Mitch as a defender is still our best defender. And, and we really missed him last Shout night too. Facts. Shout out to Sims though. Just he got the surprising start. You know what I mean? And, um... I just that just kind of just uh, underlines or encapsulates how stupid it is that IQ isn't starting. You know what I mean? Like we saw Ob and Jericho start. Let's. I don't. I don't get tips. Let's talk bro. about like, IQ. IQ literally. It, like just to maybe close out if we're getting to that time, but it's just like anytime IQ, especially lately, bro. Anytime he's on the court and he's the designated PG or a point guard, our offense just looks better in all ways. You know what I mean? And I don't see why we're still or he's still hesitating to pull the trigger on starting IQ. You know? Because like, yo. I don't want to, to us to seem like we hate Alec Burks. It's literally just because of tips. I like Alec Burks a person. I liked him last season, but he's out of the role. You know what I mean? So let's stop doing a disservice to this veteran, put IQ in there. Let's see what we got. Because what we've seen so far, anytime he shares the court with RJ, you know what I mean? It's beautiful basketball. So yeah. And what you know we're mean? seeing now is him being more controlling of the ball. He's, he's not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was great for him last season when he was actually one of the best players to not turn the ball over as a rookie. But, you know, the first half of this season, he was coughing up the ball a lot. But he's way more in control now. And he only played 21 minutes, which is annoying as hell to see when you see Alex first playing 33 minutes. But in that 21 minutes, he still dished out seven assists. So he's he's mm. getting the feel of the game, and I love the shifty. But yo, he's not a pure point guard though. What are you talking about? <laughs> Seven assists. Yeah, pu- I, guard, what the fuck? I I I enjoy watching IQ play basketball so much. I love that shifty kind of confidence that he has that not a lot of players have, and he's ready to to shoot at any moment's time. I love that we have a player like that on our team, and with that, that's one Back. of the key ingredients. That confidence is what RJ has. It's what. Mitch has it's what other Obi has like Obi uh, Obi Obi can build on that confidence a little bit more, but he now Obi's always out there when he has a clear lane. He's always yeah. trying to yam it on that's, people. That takes confidence. I mean, I mean, like overall, <laughs> just like pulling the trigger, he doesn't have that confidence. I mean, yet, I, I'm gonna say sometimes he got a little bit too much confidence pulling that trigger from three, but he's been looking much better <laughs> yeah. uh, from the arc recently. Yeah. To your point oh, about Emmanuel, no doubt, quickly, no man. Last ten games, fifteen points a game, four point six assists, like. Close to a steal a game, 5.6 rebounds, and all of this on 45% shooting from the field and 42% mm. from three, man. This Oof. guy is doing his thing. And, you know, to your point about Alec Burks versus Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Alec Burks didn't get developed as a point guard starting his career. So whatever he has is what he has. Emmanuel Quickly is in his second year in the NBA. We can still add on to his game and let him develop into something of a point guard now Mm. you know there's no such thing as a pure point guard in the nba people are acting like there's rajon rondo's growing on trees that's just not this nba a lot more combo guards and whatnot and yeah man emmanuel quickly has been on fire i'm a big fan of his game and a shout out to emmanuel quickly because 
halfway through the season, most Knicks fans were fed up with him because he put up a lot of bad shots, a lot of frustrating things, but he turned it around and, and gave us something to work with for the rest of the season. Love Emmanuel quickly, and I hate all those people who are who are so down on him. Like, he's a second-year player, man. Like, it, exactly. it doesn't even make sense. He's a second-year point guard, which traditional wisdom, everybody fucking agrees that, like, point guard is, like, the hardest position to master in the NBA. But at the same time, they're going to be like, oh, no, he's hopeless. He's he's 22 in his second year. He can't never be a point guard. All without Derrick Rose, by the way. All of this exactly. without Derrick Rose, by the way. All right. I mean, it's just, if you if y'all, if anybody actually, like, jumped off the IQ bandwagon, I'm sorry. That, that bandwagon is closed right now. You know what I mean? Y'all don't know hoop. Y'all don't know basketball. Y'all can stay over there. I mean, I heard Brooklyn has some promo codes y'all can use. Go be a fan over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, yo, last point. If you mentioned in Brooklyn, you guys peeped Eric Adams. He he lifted uh, all the vaccine mandates ugh. and stuff. And, man, <laughs> talk about someone who has a, a who's kind of spineless. Like, at the end of the day, I don't know. I know it's a really political point. But, yo, at, he, he only lifted it for athletes. He didn't even lift it for, for, for the, the common people. So what what happened to Kyrie being the voice for the voiceless? Where are the voice Nah, at? bro, the voiceless was the voiceless was these athletes and entertainers, bro. Who who to thunk? You know what I mean? The the, the very like poorly represented, the vocal minority of like no, and, fucking and millionaires. Don't get it twisted. The only game. reason this shit went through is because Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, dig dug deep into his pockets. Exactly. One point five million dollar donation. And that's exactly why Eric Adams came out to City Field. Specifically to announce what happened. This is some bullshit. He would have been at the Nets game, but it's just like he would have had more luck going to high school auditorium, having more attendance there. Fucking. (laughs) Everybody's the same, man. There's blue, red. It doesn't matter anymore at this point. It's all fucked up. Not to get so political at the end of a basketball (laughs) talk, but. Yo, man, you, you should have been here in 2020. That that's all we did. (laughs) Yo, he was letting it rip. (laughs) Good times. Um. Um, who are we playing next? As like Miami. as far as a quick preview. Miami. My okay. Oh, oh, I mean, I heard know. Jimmy's like questionable. Exactly. He already ducking. He already he already, he already ducking, Mister Barrett. The Miami hey. hashtag he culture last night was on blast. <laughs> Udonis Haslam and Spoelstra was about to get into a WWE match, man. That was, Handicap that was, match, two on one. <laughs> that was fun. Udonis was, was ready to bro. scrap. Yo, hopefully the Knicks could take advantage of that. I'm really disappointed that they couldn't win that Atlanta game because this would have been the perfect recipe for the play-in game. You know, mm. you you're, you win that Atlanta game, you're four games right behind them. You know, Atlanta loses against Detroit. We we take advantage of the heat imploding right now, but I digress. It is what it is. It is what it is. Just right here, just looking at Tankathon and just hoping our young boys ball out, which is happening. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? Thank Tibbs and thank Julius for the season we just had. Hopefully I, one I of them is gone by next season. Point banger from RJ. I think he keeps it going against Tyler Hero. For sure. Oh, he got sure. you got He's going to see Hero across from him. That's food. That's food. <laughs> All right, last. That wraps up this episode of Nickish. We appreciate you guys checking out this episode. We appreciate your support so much. And, uh, you know, we hope you guys check out the website, nick-ish.com. Shout out to Omar, our blog writer. He's got a new post coming out shortly. And uh, mm-hmm. shout out to everyone who's been supporting us, man. Teddy Osama, o- you know, older podcasters who've been with us. Uh, shout out to those guys and everyone in between, man. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud and all that. And until next time, take care, everyone. Peace. Peace. <laughs>